Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Being in coaching is great. I deal with the clients. I get to work in protocols. I get to do my inner geek stuff. Something I really admire from you, oh, Katie. Oh, no, what is it? <laughs> I really admire your social media because you know how I feel about it. It, it gives you heart palpitations and you want to breathe in a paper bag. Correct. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like a little bit. I'd like to be on it. You know, everyone knows I have a 15-minute timer per day set on my phone. I never, ever max it. I think I did it once, but I think one child went on my phone because I'm pretty sure it was Or was it me, me and Paige sending you reels in DM? It could be. It could be you too. But here's the thing. Even though I'm not fully immersed in the same way, you're forward-facing, you're in there, you're, you're exposing yourself, you're constantly doing reels, you're sharing your stuff, all of that gives me hives, right? I'm, I'm a little bit more reserved. However, when it comes to the clients, I'll tell you exactly how it is. Here's the thing. I am so taken back by the, I can't believe you do this comment all the time you get, you know, those social media trollings or the amount of times we have to break miss, you know, like clients come in and they're like, I read this. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Cause I'm, that's per worthy to me. I'm like, yeah, bring mm -hmm. me that. Right. But you being forward facing, you putting anything on there, it goes one of two ways. It goes sour or people are like getting the pom-poms out and going, yay, Katie, right? We don't tend to get the interim unless they become mm -hmm. clients because they're like, I want to up-level mm -hmm. this. Absolutely. And in the beginning, I really loved social media because I'm very creative. I have a background in television. So I got to combine my TV skills with my creative side, with my, my knowledge, and I absolutely loved it. And then, of course, the larger you get, the bigger your platform gets, you know, the more trolls and the more negative comments and the more hateful people can find you because you have a bigger platform. So as we started to really grow, and I would say this started maybe about a year ago, I think we were around like the 20,000 followers on Instagram, Mark, somewhere around there. And we were really starting to have a bit more of a platform. And this is where the troll comments would be starting to come out and the hateful comments. And, you know, 95%, you want 95% of the comments we get are absolutely wonderful, so kind and so lovely, but there's that 5%. And for me, being a recovering people pleaser, that 5% really impacts my soul. Like I am like, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know anything. And it start, makes me start to second guess myself. And I don't like that because I'm a confident, intelligent woman. So for me, what I found was really hard was when I started to get these comments, I started becoming fearful. I'm like, oh my God, I can't post that fish recipe because someone's going to come at me for this. I can't post about dairy because somebody is going to come after me for this. And I almost got this like social media paralysis where if you noticed my social media posts like drastically dropped off after last summer because I had this like, like this like like social media breakdown because I was so fearful of the hate that I was that I was getting so I kind of pulled back and I'm like why am I 
putting myself out there and sharing all of this just to receive all of this hate and negativity. And, you know, through talk therapy, through work with you and Paige and the whole team being like, Katie, like what you have to share is so valuable. You can't let a small, small percentage of people stop you from sharing what you have with the people that really need it and really need to hear it. So I slowly started to work through that. And as you notice, my social media has been like much more rampant, does help that we have our, our lovely social media manager helping me manage that side because it really does become a full time job at the level that we're at with, with our follower count. So. I wanted to go through today the troll comments that we've gotten. And I, I I always try to look at whenever we get these comments, like, how can I use this for the better? How can I look at this and find the positive in a negative situation? And today is a great example of that because I want to go through these troll comments we've had and be able to better educate you guys on the answers here. And then with Chris being on the client side, we're like, oh my gosh, let's weave in the big nutrition myths that we hear from clients because this will also help you up-level the skills. So what we're going to do today, everybody, is you know we're going through troll comments, we're going through nutrition myths, and we'll probably weave back and forth and kind of go as it flows because we got a lot to cover and let's buckle it up. Why are they called trolls? Trolls are so cute. Don't they have like the pink and the purple hair and like the diamond eyes? I think you're thinking and... of the the, mo- like the movie trolls, like which I love. I think it's phenomenal, but I, I don't know where it came from, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not thinking about the one under. It's the okay, one under so the bridge. up level today, Katie. Are we going to Urban Dictionary Because trolls? I have. No, I'm going to give you a new Oh, word. what is it? Because I have a team, you have a team. Right? Yeah, so they're not trolls. We call them ops. What are ops? I feel so old. Ops. As in oppositions. So like it's the defiance. Oh my gosh. So if somebody is a hater, they're ops. They're an ops. Look at us. We have totally, totally become 15. And yeah, so I have to start getting into this lingo. But I'm thinking trolls are cute. They live under the bridges. I think that's where it came from. Yeah. Isn't something to do with a goat? But anyways. We're aging ourselves, Chris. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. Everybody listening. Then then I'm even older than you. It's okay. Everyone listening is like, I've never yeah, heard so the word ops unless they've got a teen. Let me do the troll one first. Let me let me kick okay. this off. Because this one also comes into the client. Mm, it's universal. Yes, okay. And it's about fish. Oh, this one gives me, the, to be honest, this one gives me the most anxiety. Is anytime I post a recipe, like a fish recipe. Recently, well, I would say in the spring, I did a honey Dijon salmon. People came at me, I would say, I don't want to say people like it was like hundreds, but I would say we probably had three or four people either send us an email um, saying, I can't believe you would post a recipe about fish. Do you not know that there's heavy metals? And like anytime you get these emails, you can hear the tone and they're basically being like, are you an effing idiot for even thinking this? So let's start, start with fish because I would say this is the one that bothers me the most. So what you're saying is we're only going to go up from it's, here. Is it, this is almost so fish and birth control. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the fish. And like right now. Absolutely. Of course we know that any types of, you know, seafood and fish are going to have some levels of heavy metals in it. We've polluted our our seawater, like we we've done a lot to it. However, there's some things we can take into consideration when we're choosing a healthier fish. So I know, Chris, you love talking about fish and I clearly have anxiety about it still. A little like PTSD trauma from the fish recipes. So I'll let you handle it. As Katie leaves us for her quick session. So what we're going to do is we are going to go into fish. Here's the thing. Absolutely. Fish can be laden with, let's even talk about for a second, crustaceans, Mm -hmm. shrimp, everything, anything that's a bottom feeder, 
What do you think it's doing at the bottom of that ocean, the bottom of that rock? It's collecting all the heavy stuff too. Nobody ever wants to comment about a scallop recipe. And I'm thinking I would go there first over the Chris, fish. stop. Don't give it's me a large for my scallop recipe. <laughs> I'm not giving you know. I like, you know, what do I always tell you? I always say, let these comments flow. These are wonderful because it shows us the level of misinformation out there. And then it gives us a clear indication of what, what and how and where we can repurpose inside the clear skin solution so that our clients have the true information, mm -hmm. right? Remember we've had that big conversation in the background when you had your paper bag breathing about the fish post, right? And I get, so I'm so, and I'll have to say, I'm so lucky. I don't love that forward facing stuff. So you do take the brunt of it because your mm -hmm. face is there for sure. So I understand why there is that emotional impact for me in the background. I'm like, Katie, listen, do we have to have the talk? Well, again? I think my issue with this is one of my big limiting self-beliefs that I've had since childhood is I'm not smart enough. I am not intelligent enough. So whenever, I think whenever I get these troll like comments, like I try to remember like what my mom would always say when my brothers would annoy the crap out of me, water off a duck's back. And I try to remember that, but I, I, I my, my limiting self-belief of I'm not smart enough, I'm not intelligent enough creeps in. And all of a sudden I'm like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not smart enough. Yeah. And you've built a business. You have a supporting Welcome to team. Katie's therapy session, everybody listening. You have, yeah, you have, you have a wonderful husband. You have boys, oh. not even girls, boys. Pray for me, right? everybody. Pray so, for me. <laughs> everything. So we know and we've done that, but I, I want to just touch on this is because even clients that come through the Clear Skin Solution, we might have food fear. We might have self-limiting beliefs. We might have the, we oh do. my gosh, my, my HTMA showed elevated mercury. Yeah, usually we find that source and we say it can be salmon. It can be, you know, tuna. It can, there's a lot of different avenues, but we're going to give you links. We're going to tell you how to source it. We're going to give you the viable let's information do it. let's so, do it now so if they're like you know i've been too fearful to eat fish i thought that fish was so bad for me what are some ways that they can still get the fish and seafood options in because they are such a wonderful source of omega-3 fatty acids they have some great nutrients to offer and the majority of our population is very deficient in omega-3s because they've had so much omega-6s so how can we in, still include fish in there in a really healthy way. And I also want to, before we get into that, remind you guys that I put recipes up on the blog and on social media and wherever it is because I want there to be recipes for every eating style out there. We have clients that are pescatarians that only eat seafood. We have clients that are vegans. We have clients that are omnivores. We have clients that eat all these different ways. And I try to be so inclusive with our recipes. So there, there is something for everybody because we don't force you to eat the exact same way for every single person. Because as my lovely mentor, Julie Danuk, always says, there's 7 billion diets for 7 billion people. Yeah. And why, why are we telling you to eat one specific way? We're going to nurture and massage what mm -hmm. you need. So when we're looking at fish, right? Seafood, vegetables, larger ocean fish, tuna, swordfish, shark, like anything, all of that's going to be a combined effort, but it's not the sole source of mercury. So that's already the falsity, right? That's the myth. It's, well, you're feeding me all of this. You know what? air pollutions. We have felt mercury from high fructose corn syrup. What? Chris is like, I honestly sometimes like, can Chris respond to my DMs? Because Chris doesn't tolerate this type of nonsense. I don't. What about fabric softeners? Mm -hmm. Hello, mercury. 
So it's not just about the fish. It's a compounding load. And if you're eating something in moderation, if you're eating it once every couple of weeks, however, if you can't detoxify, if your pathways aren't open, if you're not methylating, then yeah, your heavy metals are going to compound a little bit more. So is it that fish? Yes, it is a trigger. But what part of the rest of the body is going on? So no, I want you eating fish. What, I'm going to tell a pescatarian, by the way, you're now vegan. Nope. That's, that's not, not your place. place. That's nope. not my place. And if it, if I am going that way, that that's mm -hmm. wrong, right? It's wrong because I have now told somebody they have to do something in order to achieve something that could have been avoided because it was a myth. yeah. And and with fish, if you are having it in moderation and you want to be more cautious of the heavy metals or the contaminants, we want to be sticking to lower on the food chain fish. So avoiding the high predator fish because the predators eat the smaller guys and then that mm -hmm. kind of compounds the heavy metals. So stick to the smaller, lower on the food chain fish. We can be having it in moderation. So, you know, a couple times, like maybe once a week, maybe every other week, depending on how, how your uh, toxic load is and your detox pathways. And you can be using different online websites. It used to be called called OceanWise. They have rebranded and have renamed it. Do you remember what it is? It's because OceanWise rebranded. I think it's now ocean.org or greenpeace.org right. for sustainability. And you can go in and you can type in the fish you want to have and it's going to say, okay, based on this wild salmon, these are the locations you want to be looking for that it's been caught in. This is a method that it's been caught, whether it's a troll, or like I'm going to say this incorrectly, but the troll line, <laughs> look at that one, the line or the line caught, like there's different ways. So really just being aware um, different ocean-wise and, and seafood uh, sustainability sources will even have logos now on a lot of their uh, different packages. If you have the option mm -hmm. of, of getting your fish from a fishmonger, you can speak to them and ask where it's been sourced and, and the sustainability of it. So there are ways that you can still include fish in your diet should you choose to do that. And I think that this fish comment kind of sets us up for another protein comment. I would say another two protein comments. That would be raw dairy mm. and beef. <laughs> I'm even sweating. I'm sweating. About the raw, like, honestly, I'm going to give you this one because I think we hit an all-time algorithm high when that dairy post. <sighs> the dairy out. and the poop post. So this was two posts last summer, which was kind of triggering for me. They went semi-viral. I think they ended up with like 10,000 or 12,000 likes a piece. And we did a uh, poop post because, you know, we're all about poop here. And there's legitimate correlations between constipation and diarrhea and the state of your skin. Because if you are not pooping every single day, the waste that your body is trying to get rid of, the excess toxins and bacteria and yeast and hormones, whatever it may be, ends up back in circulation, which is raising the toxicity in your body, raising, uh, increasing the load on your liver. And then it's going to be calling your skin in to help properly detoxify because it's so overwhelmed internally. And we must have had a pack of dermatology students like message each other in like a group chat being like, oh my God, this absolute <laughs> idiot. We have to go and comment like poop doesn't lead to acne they went at us so hard in the comments like i'm kind of thankful i didn't see them like Paige caught them she goes i blocked and deleted them because the comments were so negative and so hurtful and so mean that i didn't want you to read them i'm all fine for like a page is like chris we have, chris, a, we have mission. a mission delete That's comments we, we have a before mission. katie has a panic attack you know? but i'm totally fine with a civil yeah. discourse like a civil friendly debate back and forth absolutely that's that's part of yeah. that's great but when you come at somebody and you are mean and you are vicious and you are malicious that's where i draw the line because when you go into someone's social media page and you start spewing hate that's basically coming into someone's house and like 
taking a poop on their bath on like their kitchen floor. Like it is for me, that is unacceptable. You're out, you're gone. So there was that troll comment. But the other one that was we received a ton of troll comments on was when I did a post on what was it like the four worst foods for acne. And we listed dairy in there. And then the raw dairy community Oh my lord, did they go like ham? And I think one person had commented something like, I, I forget what it was, but I linked to a study because I was like, you know, here's a study. And then she just starts tearing. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have the time of day to go back and forth with somebody on on social media. So let's go into kind of like a combination of troll comment and myth when it comes to conventional and raw dairy. Absolutely. Two different beasts. So when you put dairy, and I think a lot of that time is when you started posting, you were using the word conventional dairy at that point, right? So again, learn. We learned that that's a triggering word for many people. Boom, here we go. We refine. And that's what I want people to hear is it's and Katie too, that all these neg negative comments can be positive when we look at it from a perspective, but absolutely, there's got to be some filtering. There's no need to be mm -hmm. nasty. So when we're looking at the raw, it is unpasteurized. It came straight from that animal. It has less manipulation. It didn't need to be re-fortified because it's been stripped. Uh, there wasn't a chemical process right? That's the big, it wasn't heated. Heating is going to kill out those enzymes. It is easier on digestion. It's full of beautiful bacterial cultures that the body can use. That's raw. Conventional, let me tell you, hello, orange cheese. Have you seen an orange cow? Have you I'm not seen sure. an orange cow? They got like orange spots all over them. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Well, you know, when I went to the CNE, so the Canadian National Exhibition one time, I went with a teacher and she was like brown cows and there was white cows and, in, in, you know, there's a zoo building. And Lord have mercy, two things I learned about oh, her no. that day. One, ice is made from water. What do you mean? Yep. She didn't. Yep. That you put water into the freezer and that's ice. Oh, she didn't. She didn't that's know that. Made. That's how ice is made. No. And she's a teacher. And that brown cows don't make chocolate milk. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not digging Bless the teachers her. because look Bless at that. Look at that. She She's mm -hmm. teaching. She's doing things, right? It's what she just, she she never came across that information. So I love that story because if she never came across some information, she doesn't have all the facts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it was entertaining. <laughs> for me, it was entertaining. However, I couldn't do her job. So when we're looking at the conventional dairy, absolutely, it's going to be heated. It's going to be fortified. They're going to be adding extra things in. Um, hello, aluminum. That's a thing. They add aluminum into cheese, into our beautiful orange cheese. I don't, I don't even know why that's a color. Can anyone explain that to me? Maybe our viewers know that fun fact because like I'd love decided, to know it. Like who decided, you know what, let's make this cheese orange. Like back in the day. Right. And we're kind of talking more in essence of cow. You want a little animal, we're little people. Cow has four times the amount of protein than a human body. How many people are lactose intolerant? A massive, population? A massive portion of our population is extremely lactose intolerant. Cannot digest right. it. Right. So let's not even go into the biochemical, physiological issues I feel like of we that. We need an entire episode on so, dairy. Right. However, let's just look at that. Four times the amount of protein. If we struggle to break down human protein sometimes, because that's why the milk, that's why the breast milk is made with those enzymes to help break down because you can't break it down until you're about two. So 
How are we breaking down cows? They are how many tons? They're, they could be up to, I don't know, what is it, like 5,000 uh, I can't say I'm an expert on cow weight. My girlfriend, Naomi, she owns a farm. That would be a question for her. But I believe they can go at quite large, right, like a 1,000-pound animal. And conventional dairy, unfortunately, is so inflammatory to the body because it's nutri- basically nutritionally dead. There is no none of the beneficial bacteria. There's none of the enzymes. There's none of this. There's none of that. It has to be refortified. It is so inflammatory to the body. It can't be digested. It's going to impact your gut lining. Absolutely. So if you are somebody that wants to try on raw dairy instead, we would definitely recommend you opt for a raw or unpasteurized goat or sheep. That would be your best avenue to go down. Because in the if it's even legal, if it's even legal, because it's also very difficult to source raw and unpasteurized depending on your country, your state and the province that you live in. So when we look at this yeah. now, Chris, let's look at both conventional and raw from an acne perspective, because we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with raw Sorry. dairy, we have to be careful. Yeah, because dairy still is mucus forming. So if we have past history of any kind of sinusitis, bronchitis, any mucus forming respiratory circulation issue, it can cause congestion. The <clears throat> any of these like symptoms, yeah, the coughs, the clearing, all of these, what they can do is once they, they create that mucus like, well, mucus also with regards to the spleen, we have to be careful because it has to, you know, digestion, clearing, toxicities. So it might not be a forever thing. And that's the big take home here. It might not be a forever thing. But what we want to do is look at taking out the possible triggers to see how the body responds without them. And the body really does well. Most people say, oh my gosh, you're going to take away my cheese. No, I'm not going to do anything. You're going to decide whether or not that's something you're going to remove. I don't encourage it based on this, based on your HTMA, based on all of these things. But absolutely, like now let's think about the candida. Let's think about the fungals. Let's think about all of these things. If your lungs can't handle it, mm-hmm. and it goes down your prostaglandin too, which is your pro-inflammatory phase, then of course, now we can have food intolerance. Like food intolerances to quite either simple. raw or conventional. And it's not just to the... Not just the lactose you can have an intolerance to. You can have an intolerance to the casein, to the whey. So lactose is the sugar in dairy. And then the main proteins in dairy is casein and whey. So you can actually have intolerances, all of those things. And whether we look at conventional dairy or raw dairy, it can actually, especially conventional dairy, it can block zinc absorption into the body, which is a critical mineral involved in so many different functions in your hormones. It's involved in your skin health. It's involved in, yeah, your iron absorption. There can be issues with that dairy also impacting your calcium because it's been shown that it can actually be leaching calcium from your body versus supplying it with you, especially if it's that conventional. And then when we look at both conventional and raw side by side, we have to remember, again, it's formulated to grow a baby calf into a thousand pound cow. So it's going to be, you know, there's different hormones. There's over 60 naturally occurring hormones in milk. There's going to be issues with the insulin growth factor one, you know, in impacting your blood sugar across the board. So if you are someone that's dealing with chronic cystic acne, we may need to be removing dairy, whether it's conventional or raw, off your plate um, while we work therapeutically. And then once we've, you know, repaired all the body systems, should you want to reintroduce it, that's where you could be trying like the raw sheep or the raw goat.
And of course, you know, little asterisks here, there will be caveats where, you know, I've had people say, I started drinking raw dairy and my acne totally cleared. This is a very rare occurrence and they may not have had, you know, very complicated root cause issues. Nailed it. I, I, I got to go back. Where are you going okay. back to? Oh my gosh. Did you just hear yourself, Miss? I'm not smart enough. All right, Chris. Like I just, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just like growth factor. Like I'm purring over here. Like you have me like total geek fact. Of course, I had to go look up the average weight of the cows to tell everybody because it's between 800 and 1400. But then there's different weights between males, females, and dairy. I lost interest at that point, but up to 3500. Okay, everybody. Fun fact of the day: we learned from Google that cows can be up to 3500 pounds. Yes. So ta-da. ta-da. But yeah. So Katie, congratulations for coming out of your stupor where you say I'm not smart enough because you just blew everybody away with all the facts you know. And, you know, either way, it's going to be a choice to the consumer if they do it. It has to be done right. There's benefits. There's probiotics all, all in up you gotta, in there. You got to wait out raw. for you. However... Yeah. And if you're in you're in a protocol, right? So something that's been created as a therapeutic for you by someone professional, then it makes sense. If you're just trying things, start with smaller animals. Start with raw if you can get it. I know in the States you can't transport it. In Canada, it's just total, it's contraband. I can buy weed, but I can't you, you buy- can, You can grow four marijuana plants in your backyard, but you can't buy raw dairy. The way, but the way around that, yeah. you can actually get raw and unpasteurized cheese in Canada. You can't get like physical milk, Yes, but if you flip it over and you read, look for the word unpasteurized or raw on the label of cheese. And lactose-free, and it's not orange. And it's not orange. <laughs> Thank That's you. Cr- you can tell I'm really sore about that. Cr- orange. Chris gets on her soapbox for sure when we talk about the dairy situation. So I think this, again, sets us up to go into another nutrition myth. That would be that beef is inflammatory or animal products in general sure. are inflammatory. But I want to talk about beef because that I, I, I probably get that, I want to say question, not a troll comment. We get that question a lot in DMs, like, hey, Katie, is beef inflammatory? Beef, by theory, yes. Okay, but she's she's going to... Katie's like, that's not where I was... No, no, I, I know, I know where, how okay. you're coming in at this. I'm like, <laughs> she's going to start with the pro, and then she's going to go into it. So, yes, by theory, because, again, it can go down the prostaglandin 2 series with this arachidonic acid. However, I'm going to say, are you able to digest it? How often are you eating it? Beef has higher saturated fats. We don't want to go off of animal. If we eat animal, we don't want to go off of anything. We eat all these different nutrients. Again, in rotation, in our diet, there's different quality and products and all of these things. So if we are getting good quality beef, there should be no reason. No reason at all why we can't consume the beef. Then we have to look at it. Can we digest it? Do we have the protein synthesis to happen and occur? Do we have enough hydrochloric acid? And when people, 95% inside the clear skin solution that say I'm vegan, I say, okay, tell me more about that. Because if it's ethical or religious, hands down. A great, amazing, we'll support you on your vegan journey. Absolutely. Yes, 5%. 95 is like, I feel better being vegan. Talk to me more about that. What does animal protein? I said, when you eat it, does it do this? Yeah, I feel a little sluggish. When you eat red meat, do you feel full for a long time? And then an hour later, nausea. We hear that all the time. Going for sugars. Yeah. So we build up their 
We build up their stomach acid. We start pairing foods properly. And all of a sudden, what are they doing? They're able to eat the animal proteins again. It's not about removing it. However, it can be pro-inflammatory if you cannot break it down. Absolutely. And another thing to point out is that you're not what you're you're not what you eat. You are what your food eats. So if you are an omnivore and you do consume Ugh. beef and Ugh. poultry, <laughs> why are you why are you gagging over there? Because this is why I can't do shrimp. Is, I, I like I shrimp. But I look at it and I'm like, Bleh. I know, because <laughs> I know what you're eating. You're eating all the fish poop. That's on I the know. Floor. And you want to know, I, I do love shrimp as well. Like, you know, one of my husband's best friends, he uh, lives in Louisiana with his wife. And anytime we go down to Baton Rouge, they do like a big like fish fry and crawfish. And like, it's just so cool. But I uh, sometimes I get really grossed out by fish because you can even see like, I mean, so the shrimp, you can even see the feces like in like the the line of the shrimp as well yeah yeah oh mother so, goodness i know my body feels better when i eat animal proteins but i can completely appreciate when when chris sometimes like things like that gross you but let's go back to the beef for a minute because again you are what your food eats so if we are getting a factory farmed cow that has never seen the light of day that lives in a stall in horrendous conditions that is fed you know, pesticide-laden, GMO corn, and doesn't get to access the great outdoors and, and all of the wonderful things that cows are supposed to do, that red meat is going to be incredibly pro-inflammatory and will have lesser nutrients. So this is where the quality of your proteins really come into play. People are like, oh, well, it's going to be more expensive. This is where you take your same budget that you spend on your meat. Let's say it's $100 just because my math my math skills aren't that great. And I, I need simple math. So let's say you spend $100 on meat. Instead of spending $100 on like really crappy factory farm, getting like a quantity, you're going for quantity with that $100. Let's instead shift that thinking to quality. You take that same $100 and you buy a really good quality like grass-fed organic beef it's going to be pricier, absolutely. So you're going to be eating it less often. And that's where you can be including, say, some plant proteins like a chickpea, like soaked chickpeas, soaked lentils. So this is where, because they're very cheap. Like if you want to be getting a cheap protein, bulk dried legumes and, and lentils, super cheap. So you just want to soak those to make them more digestible. So that's where I really encourage you to try to start shifting that, you know, maybe if, if you have access to a butcher where you can go and you can find out like where are these animals or if you're, you know, you like I'm lucky because I live in farmland country. So I'm able to go to different farmers that have the same standards that I have for my food. So this is where we want to be opting for if we can grass-fed beef because the cows one much more humane because they're able to roam the green pastures like cows should be eating grass and little bugs and living their life in their in the sun playing with their friends instead of being very inhumanely kept in the little stalls and when they are eating the grass and getting out in that sunshine they have higher nutrients they have more omegas they have more sustenance to provide to you should their time come to not be on the pastures anymore? I'm going to keep that in a very happy way. <laughs> well, the other thing I just want to add is cows are fed corn mm -hmm. for yield. It fattens them up. Cows have four stomachs. So when corn goes into their stomach, now think about corn just as a nutrient for people too. When I say this, let's not think about the cows, think about the whole concept it goes in, it causes fermentation and bubbling. Then cows are supposed to regurgitate. It comes up, it goes into the next stomach, and that's kind of the process of how it goes. I don't know why I know so much Chris, about cows, I was just thinking. Now I know their weight. You said you didn't know much about cows, and here you are talking about how they regurgitate into their different stomachs. Like, 
Who knew you were a cow expert? Because I probably learned it at the CNE when I was learning about chocolate milk and brown cows. So <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the person that you go places with and I read. I read the little blocks there that say, you know, once upon a time, so-and-so lived here with their family. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And everyone's already like 16 exhibits down. So long story short, it's that fermentation that can cause a lot of bacteria. And that's how we get that antibiotic use as well. So now they're getting the antibiotic use. In Canada, we're not allowed to use hormone replacement, but in the United States still is still allowed in a lot of places. So we have to watch that. They go and they pasture. Now, cow finish. Cow finish. No, it is a grass-fed grain finish. Of course. Grass-fed. No, it is. Uh, Let me do it because I know what you're trying to say. It is grass-fed grain finished. Yay. Thank you for speaking, Chris. Okay, exactly. So they'll do it for the last six weeks to get the yield so that they can do it. That I'm totally okay with because usually it's not enough time to get the antibiotics. The cow's been healthy, these types of things. So that's, again, that's that pro-inflammatory cows aren't supposed to be there and the government owns majority of cow farming let's Let's just just stop stop this here i teach this so i have to stop because this is going to be my birthday i know chris is i can Uh, see she's gonna go at it no animals and their feces are not the cause of our ozone layer being chris People are gonna come at me in my DMs for this comment. That's okay. At Chris Brown Nutrition. At Chris Brown Nutrition, everybody. (laughs) At Chris Brown Nutrition, you just rock them. And the reason why I want to say that is when they are able to live in their natural habitat, eat their natural habitat, roam. It is not the methylation or the methane from that. It is when we feed them the wrong things. And if you're going to come at me, come at me with, I'm going to come at you with carbon footprint. So that's what we're going to do. So it's going to be an equal exchange. And you want to like a really simple kind of basic explanation of this is think about like when you eat, like for me, when I eat corn, my gas is so bad that it's like, I will clear. You do? I don't know. I don't. But if I, I don't eat So, but I should say when I did eat corn, I could clear a room. Right, right with my corn like my like ask my younger brother tim Paige's husband my brother he would be so disgusted with me that he is like i can't even like this is worse than any guy and that was from corn so when you have that food that is sitting there putrefying fermenting and causing a bunch of gas essentially that's what's happening to the cows but you guys are learning so much about me today about my gas issues about my my limiting self-beliefs my insecurities I'm very human today. I'm very it's all good. Today. It's all good. Very human. Okay, so we did the beef. Um, and like, and really, you can be applying that same theory of you are what your food eats to poultry, to like your chicken, the quality, especially your quality of your eggs. That's another myth that I want to get mm-hmm. into is we often get asked, well, aren't eggs inflammatory? When they come from like the grain fed, again, in, in the, in the, I don't want to say silo, what's the, the chicken, the chicken farm building? What's that called? Yeah, like the coops. Yeah, like, but they, they're indoors. They're coops. in extremely inhumane conditions. They're fed corn. You're going to be getting a very poor quality egg, very high inflammatory. So this is where you want to be opting for a pasture raised chicken. That's where you're getting your eggs from. Because you're going to be getting a more nutrient-dense egg. And what's really interesting, if you take a really crappy quality egg and you take a grass-fed egg and you put them beside each other in a bowl, the grass-fed one is going to be a very, like, vibrant orange. And the factory farm conventional will be much lighter yellow. 
Yeah, almost skin, like, yeah, almost like a skin tone, much lighter. You want a richer colored yolk because that's going to be having higher nutrient levels. So again, anytime we talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, everything we talk about with the beef, just like copy and paste it onto all of the different animal proteins. But now that we're we're at eggs, let's kind of go into that a little bit more because they're like, oh my gosh, I was told if I have acne, I can never eat an egg again. No, again, we're going down that PG2 series. Eggs are also in the top 10 in Exactly. So they get they they get slaughtered, right? Just like your your beef, it's natural beef is going to have a green tinge to it because they eat grass. You know, and I like that you're talking about the quality and the colors that you're supposed to be looking at or you know what, not all eggshells are the same color coming they from a farmer. Be These white. types of things. It's okay. Yeah, they are bleached. My goodness. So when we look at that as a grand scheme and we're looking at the chickens and the eggs and everything like that and the cholesterol connection, oh that's boy. when it irritates oh. me a little bit. Get on your soapbox, less Chris, than or else I am. And yeah, like less than 95% of your diet is, you know, when you have high cholesterol, it's, it's not from your diet. Less than 5% comes from diet. It's your body's inability to produce and manufacture the cholesterol and then boom shit goes downhill. So that's kind of how it looks. So we'll kind of hold that there. But when it comes to the eggs, yeah, you can have an intolerance. If you go and get an IgG, so a food intolerance test, and it says, oh my gosh, I took out eggs because the egg whites were high, they're tested raw. So you know what, what you're going to look at, you're going to look at taking managed because that's raw. Or you're going to look at maybe buying a vegan wine, right? All of these little nuances to get out that raw. But if you don't have the yolk, why are we removing the egg? It's also a complete protein. You're going to get about six grams Lots of protein. complete protein. It's, it is. So where it becomes, one, are you chewing? Are we breaking it down? Can we break down the protein? And you know how the outside of the, the white is kind of waxy? I call it waxy, Katie. Is, I don't know if there's a better word. It's like slimy. You're talking about once it's cooked, the egg goes a little more rubbery. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. When we look at that, that rubbery substance can be harder to break down. And because it's slippery, when it goes into your mouth, we tend not to chew it, right? So all of these factors are going to, if you are active in Epstein-Barr, you're going to read that, you know, that's, yeah, we want to probably remove those because we remove some other things too. So it's not isolating specific foods unless you need to. And that's why working with a professional is probably Mm -hmm. the best. Because I feel like that's a really big thing is, When people use Instagram and social media and the internet as their nutritionist or as their practitioner, they're going to be told Mm -hmm. left, right, and center, you can't eat this because there's lectins. You can't eat eggs because of Epstein-Barr. You can't eat oxalates. You can't eat histamines. You can't eat anti-nutrients. You can't have this. And then the person's like, oh, my God, I'm just left eating air. I I like that food fear creeps up and you're too terrified to eat anything because you've followed every piece of nutrition advice on the face of the planet when reality if when you work with a practitioner they're going to be able to look at your symptoms look at your health history look at your lab results and see okay these are the foods that we should consider removing because absolutely like we run low oxalate protocols for clients we run a low histamine we run a low lectin whatever you know whatever that may be in the right circumstance yes yeah and if you feel better eating one way it might not last forever, right? Your body will then start creeping up with certain cravings or certain wants or certain needs. And that's your body saying, hey, I'm ready. So it's not about like one way only. Again, ethical, religious, absolutely hands down, I'm there with you. 
But outside of that, if you're trying to do different things, I say try them or massage them like me. Sometimes I'll go vegan and then meat and then meat. And my daughter's leaving. She's going away for a week with a friend. And she's like, I'm like, you know what? We're going to have wings because I know there's glycine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going in my head. I'm like, I know the way you're going to eat so this week. Beef, yeah. I'm going to stack, stack you tonight, right? I'm stacking mm -hmm. you tonight. And uh, I caught myself almost telling her why, and I had to pull back. <laughs> it's like, oh, if I do that, she's, she's going to boycott. boycott. That. That's the mom so, tactic right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even want to, honestly, Katie, I'm so over the egg conversation. I don't even want to dive into this anymore unless right, there's right. something specific Let's the client has. Can we talk about oats? Oh, I feel like this episode has been the Chris Soapbox episode. She's just getting on and off the soapbox here and there because the oat comment, so. There's a number of posts directed towards acne sufferers that are discussing how oats can cause issues with your testosterone. And I remember back in the summertime sometime, I forget what it was about, but a client came into our client group and was like, oh my God, I just read oats cause acne because of the testosterone. I can never eat oats again. And Chris was like, hold my beer, right? Like that meme. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Hold, Hold my, my gluten-free gluten beer. beer. And she starts <laughs> typing. So Chris, let's talk about that component, uh, the relation between oats, testosterone, and acne. So absolutely, there is a correlation, and I'm not discounting that. However, we're going to be talking about people that are androgen dominant, in excess, that 5-ADHD pathway, uh, Hold on, right? let me All jump in. I know I cut you off. Huh? Androgens are a group of okay. hormones that include testosterone. Remember, everybody, I am the Chris interpreter. I am here to interpret Chris. Okay, keep going. I didn't mean to jump on top of you. No, that's good. So exactly. So when we look at this kind of stuff, we have to take it in context. So the post came and it basically said, in male horses, they are fed oats in order to increase their testosterone for breeding. Horses, large. Horses. And then I had large. Now, Chris, how much do horses weigh? How much? Well, maybe I'll Google, Google it forever because I don't know. I had an incident with a horse and I'm scarred okay. for life. So I can't. All right. Talk about, about the, the oats. Though. So talk about the oats. So then what happens with the oats is when they are feeding to enhance that testosterone, they are like shoveling. <laughs> with a legit in. shovel. So the study, the study wasn't disclosed in essence. The post was put there. So I said to the client, can you tell me how much of the oats. We're talking about male horses that also already have substantial amount of testosterone in elevation to females. If we have androgen dominance in females, absolutely. We may want to look at not eating it in copious amounts. But again, removing it completely for the diet, I need to better understand why. And that's where I leave it with the clients. Tell me more about this. And usually what happens is they say, well, I don't know. I just read it. And I said, please go to the source of the study. Please go to the source of who put out the study, meaning who paid for it. Look at the gender of the two. Look at their composition. And, you know, I kind of go on, on all of that. And the client was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize there were so many factors. It wasn't to discredit this other mm -hmm. post. It was to go in and give our clients the ability to start the sustainability to when they read something to step back and say, how can I pull out the accuracy? I do this all the time with the newspaper and Steve will not have coffee with me Sunday morning. He still morning. reads the newspaper? Well, we get it dropped. We don't, you know, we're busy Steve. people, but when we No, can, I'm not talking about the fact that Steve. he's physically reading a newspaper because I prefer to read like book book. But Steve, I know you're listening. We can't be reading that news. 
that's a whole. Steve is an avid he is. Chronicle. Chris's listener. husband he is our number one fan. Yeah, he messages Katie. Katie, you did a great job today. And doesn't say anything to me. Katie, that, that was a we're now best friends. friends. I like we're the topic. <laughs> we digress. We it's conspiracy. It's conspiracy. We digress. So, okay, we talked about a lot about some myths. So I want to go back to some more fun troll comments. So I would say another one that we get quite often is that the HTMA, the hair trace mineral analysis that we use with our clients extremely successfully, by the way, we will often be told that it's mm-hmm. not credible. How could you use a hair mineral? Like it's not credible. Like how do you, it doesn't show you anything. My doctor said there is no validity to this report. And I say, fantastic. Can you tell me the training that your doctor has on this report? And Chris, what is the answer? Uh, Zero. Nothing. Because doesn't do it. It doesn't do any functional tests or doesn't understand them. Or listen, I've been full on, I mean, not even dabbling for the years before, but full on four years in HTMA where like I live, I breathe, I do. All day. Hair trace like, mineral analysis. All day. 300 a year at least. Plus the functional labs that come in, you know, through other places because obviously I consult mm-hmm. for other things. At the end of the day, I love this test because it lets you go into the body systems and it clearly tells you where not to go. Absolutely. Hello, liver. Yeah. If I can get into the liver, I'm going to take that route. Like, thank you. I love it. I'm going. But come on. If you're eating that fish and having that mercury and you're inflamed because you're eating all the beef and you have high testosterone because you're eating all the oats, right? Like, like <laughs> all of these things. Come on. No, we need to see that one, your digestion, digesting to that, you know, where's your inflammation? Where's the heavy metal components? How are the body, how's the body system talking? Absolutely not. Please, this is this is like my little baby. This is like my brewie. The HTML is like my brewie. is her dog, by the way, if you didn't, didn't catch that. I know, but everybody would They know would Bruni. know Bruno because he's the only, she doesn't post her children on her social media. She posts Bruno and his chicken feet she's making him. Clearly, we know who the favorite is in that house. <laughs> Just ask. Ashley, she's not. She's not hiding it. She's her dog is her favorite. Just like probably most moms listen, they're like, yeah, absolutely, the dog's my favorite because it loves me. It loves me unconditionally. Yeah, I don't get talk back from it. But when we're looking at the HTMA, I think the issue is when you first look at it from a quick glance, and if you don't have training in it, it looks like a very surface level simple task because it's just like, oh, you're low in zinc. Oh, you have you know too much magnesium. Bunch of just bars. a bunch of bars and they're like, oh, like this has no validity. But when you really understand the nuances of it and the connectors and the mineral ratios and how that signaling that your liver pathways need support or, you know, how your hormones are, 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 are mm-hmm. being produced, what's happening through your adrenals, when you understand those nuances, it provides you with incredible information. And this is why we use an HTMA as the very first test we do with every single client that we work with, because it provides such incredible results. And that is the end of story on that. Yeah. Balance your minerals and everything else has a chance mm-hmm. to realign. Okay. So I, now that we're you know on the doctor kind of page, let's go into a comment that I received sure. on Facebook. Um, it was in relation to a girlfriend of mine tagged me in a post about when, remember when Beyond Meat Burger came out? The vegan burger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris is like about to gag over here. And she said, Kate, I didn't, oh, I did an analysis yeah. on that. I was like, sweet. So goodness. she said, Katie, what are your thoughts on this? And I was honest. I'm like, well, we have to look at the ingredient breakdown. Like there's very inflammatory, there's canola oil, you know, there's refined this, there's that, there's everything in it. 
so it, it's not actually a healthy option. If you want to have a, a veggie burger, you, you know, use something with, with beans and sweet potatoes and quinoa and, and all of those things that are going to be very nourishing to your body. Food, food? like real actual food. food. Yeah. Is that what you're not talking about? Not fake plastic synthetic <laughs> food. And I'm sorry to any Beyond the Meat burgers. You know, Chris and I are bubble poppers over here. And this guy came at me in the comments saying like, you're an effing idiot. Like, I can't believe you would try to say that this isn't healthy. I'd rather get my nutrition advice from the doctors at the hospital. Like, who do you even think you are? And first of all, um, if you want to know, this guy actually owned a taco uh, truck, owned a taco truck. So we can just see where the nutrition level is there. And I'm I, like, I'm not saying this in a negative way, but you have to remember that. How can I put this nicely? <laughs> I'm trying really, really hard is as both Chris and I are registered holistic nutritionists. We have that word registered in our name. This means that Chris and I went to an accredited school, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. We completed a diploma program. We have like a piece of paper. We are registered. We have a designation number. We didn't just go and do a weekend course on nutrition and, and, and call it a day. Like Chris and I are so well-versed and educated, and even on top of our CSNN accreditation, we are constantly up-leveling and doing additional courses on functional training, on you know detox pathways, on hormones, on the different, different tests. Mm -hmm. We are always upgrading our knowledge. We sleep, eat, and breathe nutrition. This isn't a side hustle for us. We're not just like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to post on Instagram. If you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, you can see we kind of know our shit. We know what we're talking about here. So when we look at, um, I want to say most medical doctors, because again, I always say this with a caveat, there are so many incredible medical doctors, functional medical doctors that understand the importance sure. of nutrition, of proper rebalancing of the system. But unfortunately, our Western medical system, Chris, what's the, I can't remember the latest stat, but what's the latest stat on how many hours of nutrition training a doctor receives in their like eight plus years of school? Seven? Seven hours total. Seven. 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 Seven, and it is likely at 8 a.m. on a Friday morning because I know people in the medical field going to get their doctorate, and it's not an opportune time. It's not even mandatory. It's not even mandatory. I don't know if they've made it mandatory. I don't know if they've made it mandatory now, but I'm going going back at least about, to, let's say, nine years, uh, maybe eight. It wasn't mandatory. I... In my first two classes, Katie, and your first two classes, we had over seven hours of in our very training, very first, first two classes, classes of nutrition school. Like done, we we had that in the first two days of our nutrition schooling. And what's unfortunate is, of course, our Western medicine is is absolutely life saving. Emergency medicine. There are some incredible life saving mm -hmm. components of our medical system, and absolutely. here's the and doctors are trained on pharmaceuticals. They're not trained on nutrition. They are trained, oh, you have this ill, take this pill. So this is where when you're really... Oh, I like that. You have this ill. Oh, you haven't heard that before? I like it. Oh, I'm going to have a new slogan. New slogan there. But we oh. we want to be getting correct nutrition advice. So that person, that individual, I just put in my bless and release file. I have a bless and release file that I just need to be like, yeah, no, you aren't my person. Goodbye. I'll find my people. So from there, I think this is... And that's, and that's okay. okay. That's, that's your journey. journey. That is your journey everybody's at their own spot yeah you do you yeah. so when we now we can kind of dig into some other ones of like the medications like these are some other troll comments that we get is i received a comment on tiktok once about accutane i had done a post on on, on the impacts accutane can have on the body like severe mm -hmm. issues on the body lifelong non-reversible 
symptoms that can arise didn't go so well. well the, the person didn't take didn't. that well because they were like, no. the swear words were quite, I'm going to try to, you know, PG. No, I'm going to PG. Just say it. Are you effing kidding okay. me? How dare you, you know, try and scare people away from taking Accutane when it is life saving for some people? It doesn't impact the body. I've been taking it for three months now and my skin's fine, like went at me because they didn't want to believe that the medication they're having has a side effect. Like side note, almost every medication out there has a list of common side effects that happen. Even mine that I need to take. Exactly. From Even like people, like people, there right. are some people with thyroid conditions that have to take a thyroid medication yeah. every day. I'm not knocking those in any way. However, I always want people to make an informed, educated decision when it comes to the medications they decide to use. Because ultimately, it's a personal decision. Like Chris and I can sit here and tell you all the ways that Accutane impacts your body, but it is ultimately your decision. And one of my things is I always want people to be educated and informed whenever they make a decision about their health. And on that same train is now let's go into... But Katie, we also have clients inside the Clear Skin Solution that are on Accutane, not ready mm -hmm. to come off. And we work in massage where they Absolutely. are. So it's not about the hate. And I think what people don't see is because they don't know you, right? They're not hanging out with you. Seeing how they're not, I am? They're not seeing you. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. You could say crazy. Fun. But they don't see you. So on the adverse side, I just want people, I'm going to take the opportunity to tell people, when somebody comes at you, you take it really personal because I've heard you say many, many times, there's a person I wish I could reach. There's a person that I know is not ready in their journey, but how can I show them and how can I guide them? It's that empathic like behavior, mm -hmm. right? It's like that compassion you have for the people. It's never with hate. And when people, I think the common thing you, we get is honestly the words, I can't believe. Yeah. I can't you. believe you Those do are the this. Two things. How dare you do that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, that's, area. it's, you know, this whole song and dance. And for people that don't know Katie on a personal level, honestly, it's more, it's definitely from a compassion side. So this is why it eats at her. Cause she's like, you know what? Should we go back and revamp the whole program so that, and we're like, Katie, stop. You're people pleasing. Take her, take her IG, take her IG password away. Take her Facebook password away. people pleasing away, right? is coming out again. Katie, so, put it back, put it back. I just figured since we're on the Katie Expose the, the podcast, expose. we might as well just put that That's in it. there. Yeah, yeah, so it's not about the doctors. It's not about th these people, the, the ops. It's not about all of these things. It's really how it affects you. It's because you're like, wow, I, I really, I'm disheartened because when you come off Accutane for every month that you do, you might have four weeks. So six, well, actually it's not even that timeline, but six months round is going to get you maybe six months. So yeah, so a four Four weeks get you four weeks in in most so four cases. weeks on Accutane get you four weeks in clear our, skin. Yeah. And, yeah, if it, in it, our experience, because so we have had so many clients do around two, three, four, five rounds of Accutane, and their acne come back back worse every time, and then get a whole new slew of symptoms. So we, whenever we're sharing this, like we're really coming at it from a place of empathy and a place of in, uh, being informative because we've seen the impacts it can have on our own clients. And there's one person that we can help that doesn't have to go down that route and doesn't have those things happen to them, then like yeah. check mark, my job here is done. And it always comes from a place of kindness and a place mm -hmm. of, of education. So there's the Accutane thing, but 
the birth control. Can we just go at the birth control troll comments? No, I am not prepared. You did not tell me you were saying that <laughs> word. You know how I feel about Guys, it. Guys, I, I just have a I just have a bit of a, a soapbox situation when it comes to birth control. Go back to our birth control episode and listen to it if you haven't, so you can understand the full uh, the full intensity yeah. of how I feel about the birth control pill. Because again, this is my own personal experience. So I did a post or a reel or a story, I can't remember what, on the impacts that the pill has on your body. Because again, informed consent, you need to be informed about the medication that you're taking because I wasn't informed and I want others to be informed that's not yeah it's just not a thing so this woman sent me a nasty Facebook or Instagram message saying I can't believe you would tell women not to take the birth control pill because it actually balances my hormones you're lying it does not balance it you're lying it does balance my hormones I have PMDD and without the pill I have suicidal thoughts and I thought and I said this with kindness because again I always lead with kindness I'm sorry to tell you, but the birth control doesn't balance your hormones. It really truly does mask the symptoms. And I myself had PMDD. I had horrible depression, suicidal thoughts, didn't want to be here anymore. Like it was so horrendous. So I can appreciate where this woman was coming from. And I didn't go down the birth control route because I worked with a practitioner in order to correct the imbalances to get rid of my PMDD. Because had I gone back on the pill, I know from personal experience that it would have worsened my existing imbalances. And when I did decide to come off at a later date, those that PMDD would still be there and it was never resolved. So that was really, you know, the birth control, I think, also impacts people because they're like, what do you mean? My doctor said it balances my hormones. If I don't take this, I have horrible periods. If I don't take this, I have PMDD. If I don't take this, my pain is so severe. And it's like, Absolutely. Like, I completely appreciate that. And we have to look at why those things are happening. Yeah. What happens when you come off? Because you can't stay on it forever. Because that's, that's, that's the last little nugget. The Accutane, the birth control, whatever. What Have you had that conversation? When I come off, what is the mm-hmm. goal? Well, no, you're going to, you can't because you have this or you can't because, or it's, you know what? Not right now. We have to regulate you first. Well, if you're going to regulate me with a synthetic and then I'm going to come off of it, I'm going to be unregulated. So now I'm in that cyclical cycle. And then we go into the trust, mistrust with the body, right? Oh, thank you for not doing that. Okay. I get to show you my signs and symptoms. Oh my goodness. There's a blanket over me Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Okay. So I know we've already had our hour mark for the podcast and there's three more. We have a one more no, two troll comments and one more myth that I want to get through. So let's finish off the trolls and then we'll finish with our myth because I think the myth is a good one to end with. So another one that we will get is anytime we post anything on skincare, whether it's acne formulated, whether it's this, whether it's that, <laughs> I, I will you. get a DM because remember like we're, what are we, like over, like over 50,000 followers at this point. I'll get at least one person saying that has a pore clogging ingredient. And I like, I can, it's like, I can almost hear the tone they're saying that like you effing idiot. How dare you post that you that's not the inner that's demons the talking, inner. eh? That's I, not the guys, I have issues. Okay. Well, clearly, we understand I have issues. So I think the issue is there's a lot of marketing done on pore clogging, comedogenic, and all of these things. When you Google pore clogging, you will find lists with pages and pages and pages and pages oh, of yeah. ingredients that can be, quote, quote, pore clogging. However, what yeah. isn't discussed is at what quantity are those things pore clogging? At what level do they they become pore clogging? Because, you know, having worked with so many estheticians over the years, like we have the wonderful Ashley as our esthetician in the Clear Skin Solution. Prior to Ashley, we had Alexis, who was an award-winning esthetician, owned a spa for over 20 years. Like we have some really 
educated estheticians and they find this is one of their pet peeves is it really depends on how much is in the product. So when you're reading the product list and it's at the very bottom, like that's going to be such a minuscule amount that most likely is not going to have a poor, you know, a poor clogging effect. So we need to be looking at the amounts in there. And another point that is really uh, important to bring up is when they choose the comedogenic scale, the way they do it is they put a, a vast, like a, a vast amount of that product on the skin and they let it sit there. Of course, you're going to be getting much higher values of pore clogging when you're letting it sit there and at a very high amount because that's not necessarily how it would be used. So we have to really, again, work with a knowledgeable esthetician, which is why we have Ashley in the Clear Skin Solution, to ensure that what you're using isn't going to clog up your pores. And I think another big myth that we see is, oh my God, that has coconut alkalanes in it. A derivative of coconut and coconut oil has a common rating of X, Y, and Z. Yes, coconut oil does have a comedogenic rating of that, straight up coconut oil, not going to be great. However, a derivative of coconut oil is much different than pure coconut oil. So we also have to be looking at those factors as well. And that's that. Absolutely. And Ashley goes into oh, detail gosh. on that. She? The other thing is when these studies are done, again, who's paying for the study? What skin types have they used? Uh, what products were they using ahead? Where's their health? Like none of this is equated. Yet when we want to go and have red dye number 40, it's considered safe by the FDA because it's sourced and tested individually, not as a compounded effect in that Smarty, as an example. I'm going to leave that there. I can't even handle it. In the summer, I watched this thing on Netflix. It's called Painkillers. It's about the opioids it. and how it came. I'm um, sorry, not just watched it. I watched I it in the summer. Did you watch it when it came out? I cannot, Katie. I cannot. I couldn't oh, I finish it. it. I'm going to go back. Is it still out? I'm not sure. So I'm just letting you know. I sit there and I, I was angry. I was like spitting. And Steve's like, why are you so mad? That was me. Why are you so mad? I'm like, oh, this is pretty nice at the <gasps> FDA. Yeah. And that's pretty clever. Look, he went and worked here. Please go check that out or search it. Chris, I emailed it out to our list. So when I watched it, when it came out, I think it came out like August or whatever. I watched it in a, in a weekend God. and I was watching it while I was having a bath and Frank came in to be like, oh, you like, do you need a drink or anything? Because he's so lovely. And I was like, this I this is the story of Purdue and the Oxy and I just laced into him he's like whoa like maybe you need to turn put something else on like something happy let's go watch like you know air like Little Mermaid and I was like this is sickening this is an exact example of how the medical system it's, and pharmaceutical companies operate okay now Chris and I went on but I actually sent an email out it to the to poor the Glenn that's all I had to say poor, poor Glenn. Glenn it was just so hard so poor that's Glenn. the thing right I know. Everyone's like painkiller. I gotta go watch this, but I did. I yeah, I watched that. I don't know if it's still around. I know Netflix changes their stuff all the time, but it was I'll tell you, disgusted. Spitting. I was spitting at the TV, and Steve's like, "Chris, I don't think you should watch this before bed." And I'm like, "And you know what? Like, as if I totally we should have watched it together. We should have just FaceTimed each other and watched it together." Oh, we should have done a it training. as a training. Absolutely. I, like, Chris, I literally, after I finished watching it, I sent an email out to our email list because I do a Katie's Favorite Things email every month. And in it, I did like, what am I oh, watching? Fair. And I said, we need to watch Painkiller so you can understand the pharmaceutical. But okay, I digressed. We have one more troll and then we have one more myth. So the last one is I will often see other practitioners say things like, unlike other practitioners, I don't do this. I don't do that. And it, it, and of course, you know, it's it's 
that's me and my it, wording. It's, it's good right? to differentiate yourself, me right? I will always oh. do that. I'll say one of the things that sets us apart from, you know, other different practitioners is we use functional testing because we truly believe and we understand the value of doing functional testing. But when I see that other verbiage, yeah. it's like, well, unlike other practitioners, I do this. I do that. I would never do this. And I think it really is that – how good's the wording I'm looking for? Because we we do have – those are those ops. Are ops. Those yeah, are those total are ops. ops because what they're doing is they're bleeding to the person's um, sensitivities, the food fears. The uh, you don't have oh, I, like unlike unlike other practitioners, I don't take out dairy. I don't believe in removing any foods. I'll tell you one thing: you cannot get into gut health without repositioning foods. Without repositioning, getting that's a good in. word, everybody. Repositioning temporarily. Right? We are not out to destroy, right? We are out to de-layer that static. But that, unlike other practitioners, and I had read that one time, and I mean, you were there, and I'm like, I was, I was actually disgusted. <laughs> Tell us how you really, you feel, know, me Chris. and my words. Tell us how you really I, feel. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm actually I buffering this. So I was pretty disgusted because I'm like, unlike other practitioners, that just says. I am getting to your sensitive points. I am pushing your, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to go gravitate to this person. And at the end of the day, what's the success rate? I'd love to know. For, and, and like, the, this I is across really the board with any type of health issues, right? So I, I, find, I yeah. find like a big issue with marketing from health practitioners in like the Instagram world is they almost sell you what you want to hear. It's like, Oh, you know, you don't need to yeah. take out foods. Oh, you don't need to make any changes. Oh, no, like you don't need to do that. And they draw people that are looking for reasons to hold on to their place of comfort because they're comfortable eating those foods. And it's like change is scary. Absolutely. Like the fear of change is a legitimate thing. However, I think it's doing a big disservice because there is like a large majority, especially of the clients we work with that changes do need to be made, which brings us into our final myth is I don't have to change the way I'm eating or change the way I'm living in order to get the health results that I want. And in our case, those health results is I want clear skin. I want easier periods. I don't want to have bloat. I want to have more energy. Well, what's the, like what's this, What's that quote that they have is if you keep doing the same thing, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and again, expecting a different result. If you want to see a change, you have to make a change. Exactly. That decision process has to come in. So whether we're getting probed and prodded by other people that want to go and discount, you know, anything else, the fact is, is just look at it from yourself. If you're not changing or altering, or some people come in and they're like, I've changed my diet. It's not, it's my acne still here because it's not the root cause. It's a trigger. It's a compounding in, it's the triggers, the compounding insults. It's the it's the imbalances of the minerals. It could be a mindset oh, shift. How many times do we see as soon as mindset goes, boom, the skin just boom. And we're like, it what is, the heck? And they're like, I changed It, is, it never ceases to mindset. surprise me. The massive shift we will see with a client hits a wall. Like they hit a wall and we've done all the things and we're like, okay, yeah. have you done your mindset work? They're like, oh, da, 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 da. And then they come back. They're like, oh my God. I finally did the mindset work. I finally looked at my mental and emotional health. My skin has cleared because your brain is not yes. separate from your body. No, no. I wish mine was sometimes. I would have really oh, wicked sleep. Unscrew my head and just like put it on the nightstand. Like, how great would that be? 
Yeah, she could sit there blinking her little self all night long and, and not want to sleep. But the <sighs> rest of me is just like, hanging come on, out brain, in slumber, shut right? Off. Stop talking up there. So really, whether you have the trolls, Katie, or we're breaking those myths or whatever, at the end of the day, it's finding a practitioner that best suits the overall journey. This is a journey. This is a lifestyle change. I can't tell you if it's going to last forever. I can't tell you if dairy will ever come back in. But I can tell you through the copious amounts and hours in training and designations that not just yourself, but me and the whole entire team, because you have you don't hire anyone unless one, they're registered, or two, they have those designations. Because why? Because we need that stellar I'm level. I'm kind of giggling over here because when we – so Chris and Paige do the hiring for the team, uh, especially for the coaches. You're, I'm going to you? go there. And I'm pretty sure Chris oh. – like Chris is very intensive because we are looking for a specific caliber of practitioner that is going to work with us and help our clients clear up their skin. She has – You're such a jerk. Some of the questions <laughs> that she asks, I'm pretty sure you almost – like she borderline scares some of our candidates away. Because she's like, no, like if you're going to be on this team, you're going to work with us. These are the things that we need to know. Like you, we need to make sure you're at a high caliber. You have your designation. You understand this. You are trainable and all of these things. So I'm just kind of giggling over here to myself. But you bring the community. It That's is. my main we thing. I want the community. I want your own personality. I want you to shine. Different backgrounds. Another me. Oh, Could you imagine? Chris's? Different can't backgrounds. Have We'd all, I, I'd, have to, I'd have no, to get extra therapy for everybody on the team. One Chris is enough. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I love is having the different backgrounds. So yeah, right? every coach on the team like has a different background and different life experiences and 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 I think that really when you bring all of that, that's where the power is. The power is in the community and the power is in, in working together. Yeah, and our team really loves working with one another and that's way different. So if we're having one of those days cuz we all do, and, you know, it's not like, "Oh, well, have you tried meditating?" because now I'm going to Hulk <laughs> smash something, right? They're like they're like, yeah, you know what? I saw your schedule and that was a heavy lineup, mm-hmm. right? It's just something simpler. They're like, yeah, I feel you. This week's been a bit heavy and, you know, these things. So it's just about that. It's That's just more of that support. Just like the acne clients, they need support. We do too, We right? are human. Keeps us sane. Semi-sane. You know we're we crazy. Are we are, you know, we're all crazy. <laughs> semi-human, semi-sane. <laughs> Paige is listening to this thinking, you guys are nuts. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nutrition Myths and Trolling the Trolls. We will see you next Wednesday for a really fun one through the holiday season, and that is alcohol's impact on your skin and body. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.